0: Welcome to Integrate Yourself Podcast. I'm your host Allison Pillow, and you can find me at PureEnergyPdx.com. Happy New Year, everybody! It is 2022. I can hardly believe it. 2021 went by quick for me, anyway. And wow, it has been quite a couple of years. <laughs> Oh, my goodness! Where do I start? Um I was looking back on some of the shows uh and reflecting on what I recorded in twenty twenty one and yeah, there was some really some really wonderful conversations. I connected with some beautiful people, and I'm really grateful for this show because if it wasn't for this show, I just i wouldn't be learning as much as I am and having the diverse perspectives and experiences I've been able to have and hopefully share with you all. Um yeah, and definitely share with you all here on the show. This is this is the point of really why I'm doing this. I I love to inspire people and I love to share. So uh anything that I'm really curious about or I get inspired by or interested in, I always love to share with my audience so i want to send a big big thank you out to all of you guys for listening and hanging in there for as long as you have and um i've gotten so much great feedback about this show so we're gonna keep keep going i'm gonna continue to share many different creative aspects of health and how you can integrate that into your life because your health journey is a creative journey, as I've said in the past, and that's what my book is all about. Coming out in February, on February fifteenth, my book, "Finally Thriving," will be out. I'm in the process of building an a program, an online program and group training program that goes with the book, so it's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited about sharing this too because uh, my intention here is to help everybody uh get both into their to their creative mind but also into a state of calm a state of confidence self-worth self-love and this is what the book is all about this is really what empowered wellness is um as much as it as it is about also foundational stuff like eating high quality foods moving every day, connecting with your body that way. I'm also going to be sharing those strategies as well. Um, So I'm so excited about it. And I'm going to give everybody a very different interactive perspective. Well, what I'm offering is an interaction um, outside of the book. So some of the things I talk about integrating in the book, I'm going to help you integrate with the course. And then I'm going to give you some interesting perspectives and some bonus, bonus gifts in there. So, um, I've got a lot of really great ideas and I'm super excited about that coming out this spring. Um, so I will, I'll keep you guys up to date on that as well. Yeah. So this year, wow, 2021, what a year, uh, you know, I in some ways, something stayed the same and some, in some ways, many things changed. We have been evolving, uh, waking up on a mass scale. Uh, things are challenging us. We're getting challenged like we have never before. And I think that's because we're ready. We're ready to grow. So. You know, that is my reflection from this year. Uh, you know, looking back on on some of my favorite shows, uh, the guest today was on my show in 2021, Greg Schmaus. He's back on the show today. And I had an incredible interview with him last year, but also this one, too, was also incredible. And he has an online program, as, uh, a new online program, too, for mental wellness, which is extremely valuable right now, extremely. Because we've gotten into this, many people have shared with me that they're, they're either in a fear mode themselves or they have friends and family that are in that mode. And when you're in that mode, it's hard to have a broader perspective. It's hard to be creative because you're in a survival mode. So in order to get back into our creative self, So we can create a life, a body, the health that we really, really want, the connections that we really, really want, and um, move towards our desires, which are important as well to address. That's a part of health. Because if we suppress desires, things we really, really want to do, Um, that can create resentment, that can create resistance in the body as well. So this is one thing I teach my clients is to move towards this. But as we talk about in today's show, we have to address the mind first, because the mind is not everything. The mind is a tool for you to observe and use as a tool. It's not what's supposed to be driving the car. So you know, we want to be able to balance that out. And, and Greg talks about how he um, helps his clients manage that. And um, much like the ego, you know, sometimes people call the mind the ego. You know, it's not about getting rid of it. It's not about um, completely diminishing the importance of it. It's really about acknowledging it and accepting what it's here to do, what it's here to help us with, and then realize what we're really um, meant to listen to and to follow, which is mostly our, some people call it their heart. Um, You know, I think we definitely don't do that enough in our society, we tend to overintellectualize things, especially right now, and we end up really overthinking most things in our life and I would be included in that and this is something I've worked on most um, of my adult life and uh and has really played an intricate role in in wellness because you know if you're if you're always stressed and anxious in the mind, this can create, as we know, a lot of havoc. In the body, so we want to be able to integrate everything that you know we want to align our minds so we're thinking uh, thoughts that are going to align with where we want to go in our lives, um, what we want to create. But if we're always um, focusing on things that are, are going wrong, if that's our default, or if we're uh, always watching the news or over listening to people who are telling us things that might not be true in our own lives, you know, maybe not true for you. Um, that gets us sidetracked a little bit. So, again, fo- bringing your focus back to yourself is so important. So this is go- this is an incredible show, great information. Um, I, I'm really excited I'm starting the year off with this show because – Um. This is where we need to start. You know, it's of course, we need to take care of our body, moving and eating well, or within that, too. Those are your basics. We also have to align the mind. So, all of those fall into place, right? And then from there, you can begin listening to your spirit and you can follow your heart because then you can actually really acknowledge. Um, what you want to be doing, you know, and how you want to be living and what you want that to look like and, and what your values are. And, and, and then you'll be able to respect other people and their values and the way they want to live. So the more that we can tap into that for ourselves, the better we're going to be able to connect and have better relationships with other people. So um, that is my insight for uh, where we're heading. We're just needing, you know, I think we're going to be going into this place of um, going deeper into taking more responsibility for ourselves. Um, you know, because that's, ultimately, that's what it's about. You know, no one's going to care more about your body than you do. So, you know, it's it's time. It's time to start, to start learning how to do that. So, um without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Greg Schmaus again and um, like we talk about in the in the uh, podcast today. He has a really great program that's out and if you want to sign up for his program, follow the link that I provide in the show notes and uh, and yeah, and I th- I believe it's it's uh, an ongoing thing. I don't know if he's I think he says in here when when it starts, but I think it I think you can sign up anytime. So go ahead and follow that link and sign up today. All right, everybody. Um, I think that's about it. If you, oh, one more thing. I would love it if you would leave a review. That really, really helps. I was getting a bunch of reviews and loving them so much and so many nice things people are saying about the show. It's incredible. I really appreciate it. So if you feel inspired to leave me a review on Apple or on, uh, yeah, Apple Podcasts, I would just love it because I love hearing from all of you and uh, just you know hearing what you think about the show. So I really appreciate it. As well, if you want to share it with a friend or a family member, uh, that would be wonderful too. Thank you so much. Uh, without further ado, Greg Schmaus, everybody, enjoy. <music> Uh, we're here today back with Greg Schmaus. He is a he's a wonderful guest. He was on the show not too long ago actually, but he's back today because it's such an important topic to talk about mental health in this day and age. Um, Greg is the CEO of Healing 4D, a holistic health practitioner, shamanic healer. He's also a massage therapist. He's a, he's the creator of Healing the Mind a 21-day holistic mental health program thank you so much greg for coming back on the show i was so excited for you to come back on because um as you and i were talking really mental health has become even more of an important issue than when we last talked you know and i'll also reference the last show you were on but now you have some really new things to talk about some different offerings but Um, I would like to, you know, start by hitting upon uh, in this conversation today upon some important issues that we're dealing with right now based on current events, you know, because things have been changing weekly,
1: (laughs) daily, hourly, (laughs) you know, by the second, but, you know, I appreciate you having me back on. I'm excited to be here, and, you know, in in terms of everything that's going on, I think that what we're experiencing is nothing new. It's nothing that we haven't experienced before. It's just any time that we, you know, have a pandemic like this, it's just magnifying what's been there all along, but maybe has been kind of swept under the rug or been flying under the radar. But, you know, I think if we're experiencing higher levels of anxiety, we've probably had anxiety in the past. And this is just magnifying it. If we're, you know, Divided in any way, or you know, it's really an opportunity for us to explore our collective shadow and explore, you know, what's being called forth to be healed. And you know, what's important for people to remember is that if something outside of us is triggering us, it means that there was a trigger already inside of us. Yes. So if the pandemic is triggering stress and anxiety and fear and panic and division and these polarities and all this kind of stuff, it means that stuff was laying dormant all along. And we needed something like a pandemic to activate those parts of ourselves in order for us to bring that stuff to the surface so we can resolve it, heal it, and clear it. So I do think that there's a lot of purpose behind everything that's unfolding in the world
0: i agree i agree there's a lot of gifts in there right of uh yeah. self-improvement and self-awareness for sure i know i've experienced that uh along this this whole this whole journey <laughs> as, yeah. as, soon, as soon as it started i think back sometimes about like how i was what i was feeling when it all began and like how far i've come since the beginning of all this you know and how much really it's helped me as well just on a personal level and my own self-growth you know and I talked to, um, one of my very good friends and, uh, coaches, Roseanne Grace, and she says, you know, um, you know, you've got to be able to, in order to use the skills that you've learned, you've got to, you know, be challenged, right. To Mm -hmm. use those skills. And this is really what we're being faced with right now.
1: Yeah. And I remember, you know, I used to live in, um, Hilton Head, South Carolina, and I lived in Charleston, South Carolina. And it's, I just got back from there a couple of days ago and it's like such a slow pace. You know, everyone's so kind and friendly and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it here. I never want to leave. And I moved up to (laughs) New Jersey right outside of Manhattan and like I grew up here. But when I moved back, it was like, oh my gosh, like the pace is so fast and everyone's like honking their horns and feels so rude. And I remember I was working with um, our mutual friend, Paul Check. He was my coach many years ago. Um, you know, I still work with him, but I was working with him on a more regular basis. And he said to me, he's like, well, if you wanted to be a firefighter, do you want to be where there are no fires? Or do you need to go where the fires are? And I was (laughs) like, Oh, my gosh, that's so true. It's like, well, you know, if I'm a holistic health practitioner and helping people with their mental, emotional and spiritual health, like, you need to be where the action is, you need to be where things are, you know, a little out of sorts, where there's a little chaos. And You know bring some of that stillness to the to the storm so um it's a great opportunity for you know practitioners like ourselves to really to kind of step into that role of you know being the change and you know something that's been really important for me is understanding that this pandemic i've grown tremendously and it's unpacked a lot of my shadow and it's given me an opportunity to take a look at you know a lot of my hiding spots and a lot of my, you know, dogmas and belief systems that were, you know, maybe limiting me. And it was an opportunity for me to look at all of that, just like everyone else.
0: Yeah. We're, we're all in the same boat in some respects, right? Yeah. Yeah. So great, great opportunity. Yes. And, and also, you know, a good time to flex your muscles and actually, you know, integrate what you've learned, right? Like it's one thing to just sit in class and learn these things and understand the concepts and yeah, that makes sense. But to live it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and actually apply it, that's a whole nother thing, right?
1: Yeah. And that's really the, you know, knowledge embodied is really where we get empowered yeah. And for me, you know, that's been a huge thing for me recently is really taking the knowledge that I've accumulated and really embody it in practice. And this pandemic has been a great opportunity to practice everything that I've, you know, learned and accumulated in terms of information. But for me, like information that's not applied is kind of like consuming food that you haven't like digested and assimilated. And it just like creates more like constipation and more backup in the system. It's like, well, if you're not applying what you're learning and accumulating, it's just information that's not put in formation. It's not put into any sort of structure that you utilize. So it's just, you know, just becomes kind of like intellectual You know, nonsense. So excess, yeah. yeah. So, um, that's really you know, for me, I've I've learned a lot recently, especially you know my new online program, which is healing the minds, is really understanding how the mind works and how a lot of our belief systems and you know ideas get projected and you know, a lot of what we're experiencing with the pandemic is such like polarization and division.
0: Yes. And where like
1: like, we gain our sense of self and sense of identity in belief systems. And we kind of like, you know, whether it's, you know, about vaccines or about politics or whatever it is, like we kind of take -hmm. this belief system and create almost like this tribalism out of it and attach our sense of self to it. And anything that's like different Than what you believe is like a threat to your identity. So it's kind of, you know, interesting how we have like this over-identification with the mind and over-identification with thought and belief and how much like we're willing to actually like sabotage ourselves as a way of like defending those beliefs. It's like, you're willing to like completely like stress yourself out and wind yourself up and dysregulate your nervous system just to defend the belief system. It's like, well, yeah. It's, it, it feels very backwards, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So something for me that's been really important is to understand that collectively, our nervous system is in like this fight or flight state. It's trapped yeah. in this sympathetic stress response. And when we're trapped in that sympathetic fight or flight state, it creates more polarization. It creates more division. Yeah. Because in order for us to feel safe and in order to survive, like when we were living out in nature, belonging to a tribe was a good idea. Because if you belonged to a tribe, you had a place to sleep, you were gonna get fed, like you were safe. Mm -hmm. Where if you didn't belong to a tribe, there was, you know, a lack of safety, lack of security. So the more stress we're under, the more we look to attach to certain tribes. And in Mm. our modern day, since we don't actually have physical tribes, we have belief systems.
0: Ah, that makes sense. And the belief system
1: is the tribe that we attach to and we defend it like our life is dependent on it. And the more stress we're under, the less bandwidth we have to integrate anything that's different. Because anything that's different is a threat to your survival. So it's just really interesting how we kind of like use the mind and how the mind gets affected by stress. And kind of like the climate of the world and how much polarization and division and attachment to certain belief systems we have. So just the awareness of all of that is so important
0: yeah. in
1: order for us to really say, okay, like, you know, I remember like J.P. Sears saying once, there's nothing wrong with having beliefs, just don't believe your beliefs. <laughs> and it's just like, that's so spot on. It's like, okay, yeah. I have my beliefs, but I also have like this sense of self that's separate from my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like there's me, and then there's me that has the beliefs. I am not my beliefs. I'm the one that's in possession of them. And my beliefs might change, just like the beliefs that I have now are very different than the beliefs that I had when I was in fourth grade. But there's such like an unwillingness to change your belief Mm -hmm. because changing your belief is kind of like going through basically like an ego death, right? An ego disillusion. So it's very interesting, just everything that's unfolding on more of a mental emotional level
0: absolutely i love i love that and (laughs) what that also brings up is with identity and how people hang on to old identities and hanging on to old ways of seeing yourself and 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 experiencing yourself through others is is like it, it there comes a point where it doesn't serve you anymore it actually stifles your growth right yeah And I feel like that's what I see some people doing. I, I literally, I talked about this in my last episode. Um, I have been going through a purge of old identity for myself on a personal level, even went so far as to, um, I had this like box of VHS tapes that my dad had filmed of my old gymnastics meets. like a lot of them not all of them but many many of them had just a huge box full of just vh tapes vhs tapes Mm -hmm. that i couldn't even watch because i don't have a vhs player anymore and i wasn't planning on like converting them at any time so i was like why am i hanging on to these like because i was hanging on to the old that old identity of being a gymnast and being able to do this cool stuff you know and like but that's not me anymore, you know? And I'm like, why don't I just get rid of this? Uh, This can be a symbol of, you know, honoring that part of myself. I'm not saying like not to honor that, but that, but there's like, why do I need to hang on or attach to that identity anymore? Especially if I need to open myself up to, um, uh, you know, other, more, much more, you know, and, and make space for that. And so that's just an example of, um, you can do it on a physical level. You can do it on an energetic level, an emotional level, like letting go of emotional baggage or emotional attachments, right? There's ways of shifting those identities. And what and, I think for, I think what people get scared about and what I have also experienced is when you let go of all those old identities and you've really identified and attached to those for some time, then who are you then? And... What are you like, wh- like you're just kind of in a little bit of a, a holding pattern or a void, right? You have to wait for something new to come in, which is mm-hmm. that space, giving yourself that space to yeah. um to trust, you know. And um so I see a lot of that happening right now. And and, you know, because things are really shifting and and things are changing. And not really necessarily going back to the way they were, good or bad, or however you want to see it. But yet, <clears throat> we're still trying to hang on to those old beliefs, those old identities of how things used to be and how we were and how we were seen and how we want to be seen. But that's not serving many of us anymore, right? And but it's familiar. Yeah. yeah. And that's the cognitive distance, right? Is that what that would be? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know I think there's there's patterns that once served a purpose in our life. There's belief patterns, behavior patterns that once served a purpose in our life and we reach a point where those are no longer serving us. And from my experience our health crisis usually arrives when we're in that transition period. And we're getting the notification of like, hey, the way you were doing this before, not serving you anymore. If you continue to do it the way you've been doing it, these are the symptoms that I'm going to be giving you. I'm, I'm kind of like the body talking to you. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going <laughs> right. to be giving you these symptoms like digestive disorders and migraines and anxiety. And right. it's just really kind of like the alarm going off saying like, hey, it's time to let go of the old stories. It's time to let go of the old myth. That's why myth is so powerful, because the myth is really the inner story that we live by. And the health challenge arises when the old myth is ready to die off and the counter myth or the new myth is ready to emerge. But if we don't have the courage to let go of the old myth and step into the new myth, that's where a lot of our health crisis or midlife crisis, a lot of that um, comes to the surface and... You know, it's always important for me to like, whatever's going on individually, look how it's unfolding collectively.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. You know,
1: everything with the pandemic with a lot of, you know, the control and the abuse of power and all of that, that's really a lot of our old myth breaking down. It's kind of like the old ego structure unraveling. Right. And when the old ego structure is unraveling, it's kind of like the ego like puts up its last fight. It's like, I got, I got one more fight in me and before I'm going down swinging and (laughs) you know, it's kind of like also, for example, when you have bacteria or like parasites in the body and you start killing them off, there's die off symptoms, you know, they start releasing chemicals and like releasing metals and things like that. And and you have to detox all of them. (laughs) They want to survive. So there's kind of like what we call as die off symptoms is like collectively there's an ego die off. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. ego die off is kind of like, all right, you know, last battle going down swinging. And what we're seeing is really just the collective ego unraveling. And, you know, we're moving into a new paradigm. And I think, you know, we're going through kind of like that dark night of the soul before we come out the other side. And what we're seeing, which a lot of us are really concerned about, is really just the collective shadow coming to the surface Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like we're going through a collective shamanic journey. And it's an opportunity for us to all, you know, see the parts of ourselves that we haven't been willing to look at. And I know for me, that's been many, many parts of myself, the parts of myself that's, you know, righteous and defensive and, you know, thinks my beliefs are better than yours and (laughs) feel like, you know, if my belief is different than yours, then it's my job to project my beliefs onto you and you should believe what I believe. And, Now, all these ideas of my own ego structure um, I've had to come face to face with. And, you know, there's a couple things that have been important for me kind of creating those shifts and um, engaging the world in a different way. And one thing has been for me is making sure that I'm for something, not against something. Mm, I think a lot of us are, you know, are kind of like, Standing for what we're against, but like not really sure like what we're for. Yeah.
0: So kind so of like shifting no that solution, a little bit. Really. Yeah. yeah it's like, like yeah. I see the problem,
1: but I'm not actually being the solution. Yeah.
0: So it's right. like what am I
1: for, not what am I against. And Then also knowing that everyone's in this constant stress response, in this fight or flight response, and trying to change someone's mind when they're in a stress response is not a good idea.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Right. Because we have that default mode network, which is like when you're under stress, do what you've always done think what you've always thought, believe what you've always believed because yeah. it's kept you alive until now. And anything different, which is unfamiliar and the unknown might be a threat to your survival. So you want to shut all of that down. So a big thing for me has been a mantra, which is anytime I'm engaged with someone that I can tell is kind of wound up or under stress, and you mm-hmm. can definitely see like they're you know, starting to kind of project and want to engage and
0: right. has been
1: don't try and change their mind, shift their state. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when you can shift their state, you shift them from that sympathetic to that parasympathetic state. You start to open the bandwidth, like the bandwidth starts to open a little bit and they're a little bit more receptive. But if you try and knock on the door when they're in that stress response, good luck getting in. It's just not going to happen. Right, right. So definitely just being what I'm for, not what I'm against. And then, um, shifting the state, not changing the mind. And once you shift the state, then the mind is open to entertain a new idea. So that's been a big thing for me. And knowing that like when I find myself not open to someone else's opinion, it's probably because I'm in some sort of stress response, Mm -hmm. right? So it's really making sure that I'm balancing my own nervous system And therefore, in the presence of someone under stress, I can be a balancing energy for them. Mm -hmm. So then their nervous system starts to balance out and then we can meet each other where we're at. So those have been some really important elements that I think anyone can kind of take and put in their back pocket when it comes to navigating the pandemic on a mental, emotional level and in relationships.
0: Yeah, yeah, because so many relationships have shifted, right? Since this mm-hmm. all started, as well. Yeah, and um, I've noticed on a personal level many things that I thought, you know, I, I thought people were uh, like beliefs that people had or values people had, and I thought I knew where people or what to expect about where where people were coming from is not a given anymore for, my, mm-hmm. for many people i know you know yeah and that's okay you know i get it like we're all kind we're all changing and growing and shifting with that it's like kind of uh then you start to think wow can what can what can i say around this person what can't i say around this person mm-hmm. you know and like you said like it's i like how you put that changing the state instead of you know because because it's because it is about being in that sympathetic mode sympathetic nervous system mode it's a fear mode right mm-hmm. and it's and it's you you're, you're just going to have to some ex to some extent blinders on as far as being able to be adaptable or be able to have a discussion with someone um you know uh if you are in that mode right mm-hmm yeah,
1: absolutely. And also, you know, we were talking about kind of this attachment to belief system. For me, you know, one of the staples in my own life and, you know, in a lot of my coaching work is meditation.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. And meditation or mindfulness is really the practice of being that witness or being that observer. Yes. And when you can kind of get into that state of being that witness and being that observer, you kind of create this sense of self of like, okay, I'm the one that's witnessing my mind. I'm the one that's observing my thoughts. So when I have all my belief system, I actually have a sense of self that's separate from them because I'm the one witnessing them. So that's me why, you know, meditation is so important for anyone in a time like this when there's so much polarization, so much division when it comes to belief system is to have always have some practice that can, allow you to step outside of your belief system to step yeah. outside of your mind to step outside of that constant stream of of thought and when you can step outside and find that place of stillness and when that thought arises you can just witness it of like oh you know i noticed these thoughts coming up for me but i'm the one noticing them yeah. right there's a huge right. shift that happens when you get into that space where you're witnessing your mind your thoughts and your beliefs because you know, once you gain that sense of self that's separate from the mind, you're not as defensive anymore. Because you're like, okay, well, there might be someone that has a different belief system than me, but I am me, not my beliefs. So therefore, their belief system that's different than mine is not a threat to me. So therefore, I don't really feel as much of a need to defend any of that. So that's where, you know, meditation and mindfulness is so important. And in my online program that we'll talk about, I have this meditation called the lifeguard tower, which Paul check actually taught me in our coaching. And the lifeguard tower is where you climb up to the top and you're able to witness everything. So you have all the activity like on the beach and in the ocean, the ocean's kind of like the flow of your mind and all the people in the oceans, all the activity in your life. And the lifeguard's just the one that's watching all of it. Like if he sees anything that's too crazy that, you know, you need to intervene or there might be some sort of danger, like we can climb down the tower and get involved. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like who we really are is just the one up in the tower witnessing all of it. So that's a meditation that I take a lot of my clients through and students in my program of climbing up to the lifeguard tower and just being able to witness all of it. And the more we can kind of sit in that higher vantage point of awareness, the less reactive we are, the more responsive and the more we're able to really meet people where they're at, especially when they have belief systems that differ from our own.
0: I, I love that. I love that so much yeah. because you don't, you're not identifying with the mind. You're not identifying with your thoughts and your beliefs. Instead, you're becoming the observer, like you say. And that has been also a big thing that I've stepped into more so recently because, you know, we are taught that our thoughts are who we are or, you know, our perception mm-hmm. or, you know, even though just the way we see things is very unique to each person. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's, it's you know, great to, to acknowledge that and see that within every person, but at, and at the same time, you know, um, like, like you say, the thoughts that come through, um, you know, they're not who you are. You are, you Mm -hmm. are so much more than that, because if we were just our thoughts, think about how limited we'd be in our lives. If we were Mm -hmm. just our thoughts or everything that we thought we identified with, you know, I mean, so, what where the importance of the meditation I see is really training your mind because it's no different than the body, you know, as far as training goes, I mean, you got to keep yeah. your body in shape, right? You got to feed it good food. You've got to breathe properly, give, get hydrated, sleep well, treat your, treat your mind the same way. Give it mm-hmm. what it needs to thrive, you know, and to do what yeah. it's here to do. It's not here to take over your life. It's here to be here as a tool to help you um, much like your body is too. But, you know, um, so, but, and to realize that you're, you're more than that. Right. Yeah. And what's also
1: important there is, you know, if you, if you took all of your thoughts that you had throughout the day and you transcribed them and all of your beliefs that you have, and you wrote all of them down and then you read through them and said, how many of these are actually originally mine? It's like less than 1%. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. I would say
1: 99% of the thoughts and beliefs that we have are thoughts and beliefs that have been instilled in us and programmed into us from our parents, our family, our teachers, our coaches, our priests, our rabbis. Usually in the first seven to 12 years of our life, where we're just in yeah. full download mode, we're like a sponge just absorbing all that information. We have no filter. And that creates kind of like the foundation of what you call your mind or your psyche. (laughs) So most of the thoughts and beliefs that you're having are the same thoughts and beliefs that your parents had, that your teachers had, that their parents had and their teachers had. So what you're calling as your mind is really the collective mind. And your individual mind is really just a unique perspective of the collective. It's a unique experience of the collective.
0: Right, right.
1: So it's kind of like your individual mind is like an antenna system. And the collective mind is the radio. And you're just tuning into certain channels. And you're calling it your own thoughts and your own beliefs. (laughs) But you're really just tapping into the collective thoughts and the collective beliefs and creating the illusion that they're actually yours. So that's where, you know. Byron Katie's work is really powerful of what she calls the work of questioning your belief systems Mm -hmm. of, you know, question number one, is it true? (laughs) You know, just asking that very simple question, is this belief actually true? It's like, well, you know, most of the time there's not really much evidence. And then the second question, are you actually positive? It's true. If you're positive, like what's the evidence that it's actually true? And you know, how do you feel when you believe this belief? And then there's the turnaround and, you know, flipping the coin so you know that's where questioning the beliefs and asking is it true and how do i feel when i experience this belief and um and kind of tying that in with a lot of you know paul's work and the czech institute and you know step number one is asking the question what's your dream all right you know and and saying like okay well is this belief system in alignment with my dream? Well, most of the time, the limiting belief systems are not really in alignment with the dream. So once we have the meditation practice put in place where we can witness the thoughts and be the observer, sitting in the lifeguard tower, and then we can do some of the work of questioning the belief systems of, is this really true? And then having an established dream or purpose statement, and then allowing ourselves to filter our belief system based on our dream and our purpose Then we can start to really kind of grow out of that child archetype of just downloading what mom and dad said is true and then saying, okay, like, well, what's really serving me? And we can start to actually filter out the thoughts and the beliefs that are not really serving us anymore that are, you know, outdated, like you were sharing earlier. And that's where we start to create a new myth for ourselves of, okay, these beliefs are serving me. I'm going to hold on to these. These beliefs are not serving me. I'm ready to let go of these but the prerequisite to all of that is to have a sense of self that's separate from those.
0: Yeah, and that's that was going to yeah. be my next question is you know the meditation is is providing that practice of um training the mind and then how how do we then step into knowing where we stop and others begin, you know what i mean?
1: Well, that's where boundaries are so important.
0: Yeah, right. You know, yeah. and
1: that's where, you know, a lot of the, you know, spiritual practice and spiritual growth we do happens in relationship and understanding that you know i'm responsible for my 50 and you're responsible for your 50 and um there's a boundary between the two so there's the two eyes but then there's the collective we that we share in their relationship and you know i'm responsible for my needs and my values and um you're responsible for your needs and your values and you know we we honor ourselves first, and then we come together in partnership. And I think where we get into trouble is where we still have a lot of unresolved fear and unresolved wound in partnership and relationship, maybe where we have a fear of triggering others, Hmm. or we're kind of like the people pleaser. Yeah, I know that. Our sense of self is woven into how we seek approval in relationship
0: mm-hmm. and
1: a lot of these kind of patterns where the boundaries are not really clear of where I end and you begin and I'm yeah. pleasing you and seeking your approval and I'm afraid of triggering you and all of a sudden I kind of abandoned myself and I kind of you know mm-hmm. compromise my beliefs or my values and you know I step out of alignment with you know what I feel congruent in and that's the prostitute archetype. right the prostitute (laughs) archetype is the the archetype where there are no boundaries where you know we're being taken advantage of or we're allowing ourselves to be taken advantage of and there's just no honoring of yourself there's really no commitment to living in alignment with what your inner truth is Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. another thing for me is um having boundaries with how much you consume when it comes to outer information
0: yes that's important people do
1: not have boundaries and parameters <laughs> when it comes to that there's just a flow of incoming information nonstop and when you have that much information coming in it's very hard to stay connected to your inner truth because That's you're right. always yeah. being fed mm-hmm. what other people's truth is and what they think your truth should be and you have no inner compass anymore because you're full of so much information you don't know how to get back to your center yeah so the more information we consume the more externalized we become And we don't know how to differentiate our beliefs from the beliefs that have been instilled in us. So that's where, for me, you know, even taking breaks from consuming information and having kind of that digital detox and spending more time in stillness and in contemplation and journaling and all those practices that help you reconnect to your own inner compass, your own inner truth, and really allow that to be your source of guidance And using information as it's serving you, but, you know, making sure that the consumption of information is just like the the consumption of food, that it's high quality, that it's in the right dosage and making sure we're not over consuming or under consuming, making sure that we're sourcing it properly. And, you know, there's a lot of parallels in how we consume food and how we consume information and how we digest and assimilate all of that and hopefully eliminate it as well so yeah. we can stay clear. So all of these things are so important but you know for me the boundaries. Boundaries That's are important. really what give us a sense of self. Yeah. And I think what we're experiencing with you know the collective during the pandemic is a huge breakdown in boundaries.
0: That's what it seems like has happened. A huge happened. breakdown
1: yeah. in boundaries and yeah. remember the the less We have instilled boundaries the more permeable we are, the more absorbent we are. And the more permeable and absorbent we are, the less empowered we are, and the more stress we're under because we get more defensive. Mm -hmm. And remember, the body and the mind always mirror each other. So, if you think about, for example, we have boundaries in the body. If you think about like the gut lining, that's a boundary. That's the interface between the inner and the outer environments. Like in Mm. the gut, we have the outer environment, which is the food that comes in. Mm -hmm. But there's a boundary that separates you and your bloodstream and what's actually like your cells from what's in the gut, which is all of the plants and the animals from the outer environment. But when that boundary breaks down and we start absorbing all of the outer stuff into the general circulation and bloodstream. Now, the immune system's confused as to what's you and what's not you. <laughs> so now we analogy. have this immune system that's on high alert, which the mm-hmm. immune system is your defensiveness. Right. 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 So, what we have to do is we have to um, re intact the boundaries, we mm-hmm. have to repair the boundaries. And when you repair the boundaries, now you know how to differentiate what's you and what's not you. And your immune system can start to relax and you don't have to be as defensive. And now the nervous system can start to calm down and we can really, you know, live in more balance and harmony. But what's happening in the outer environment is mirroring what's happening in the inner environments. Mm-hmm. When we have a breakdown of boundaries in the outer world with you know excessive technology, excessive information consumption poor boundaries in relationships by not honoring your needs and your values all of these things we start to break down we feel disempowered we feel absorbent we feel permeable and all of a sudden our nervous system's on high alert because we always feel like we're under attack we
0: don't feel safe right we don't feel
1: safe anymore so just like we have kind of the leaky gut the breakdown of boundaries in the body same things being mirrored in our outer environment so to me the boundaries are really being called forth to be healed as well in all of our relationships not just with people but with all of the things we're in a relationship with
0: yeah right including ourselves right
1: including ourselves you know yeah. things we consume things we do too much of things we consume too much of all of that kind of stuff
0: yeah yes that's oh my god that's uh good stuff and a lot of really good i love that analogy too with the with the gut and the and the um you know how we're really you know our boundaries are breaking down as and i think there's maybe a reestablishing of boundaries that maybe like you said earlier maybe people didn't actually have really strong boundaries before and now it's really just showing up right yeah. um as they are being um as we're being i guess challenged more in that in that area but um i know i have also on a personal level really gone through um uh being able to set better boundaries through this whole thing i i feel like i've been it's been a good practice for me for sure um yeah. but i think yeah we're being challenged with boundaries right now <laughs>
1: and emotional boundaries <laughs> so many right
0: yes emotional boundaries yeah with relationships i mean I know so many people that are going through relationship stuff, I've been going through relationship stuff, you know, it's just like, a lot of things, a lot of things all at once, you know, and, and it can make, it can make your nervous system pretty stressed. And especially if you don't have a great foundation, right. And that would include, you know, the health and of food, good food, good movement, good sleep, you know, we're not getting those things, especially when we're stressed and, you know, if, especially if they're not already in place. But those are the things that really help when we're already stressed emotionally or we're, or we're you know, our environment is changing and, and we're not feeling as safe anymore. Um, but the thing I think that people really leave out about health most is the ability to relax, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, that's rarely talked about but it's like one of the most important components of health. And like, if you, if you are doing all these things, but you're still not able to relax, then you're missing, something's missing. Right. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's where our physical health and our mental, emotional health are so woven together. Right. is when we're not taking care of our basic needs and dialing in, you know, those four doctors and six foundation principles of you know nutrition and sleep and breath and movement and just all the those basic principles that we really need to achieve baseline health when we're not dialing those in we're already under stress yeah right exactly. and when we're already under stress you're <laughs> not going to engage the outer world in a positive way because the lens in which you're perceiving the outer world from is your body
0: yes exactly right?
1: so if yeah. you're living in a body that's constantly under stress you're going to perceive the outer world as stressful because the lens of perception is really coming from a place of stress right from the start so that's where making sure that your own internal system is well balanced that's the prerequisite to navigating a stressful world is just making yeah. sure you're <laughs> dialing in the basics right but i think we have a tendency talking about the ego Miss out on is the power of simplicity and the power of the basics of just dialing in good food, good sleep, good water, good movements, um, just good, healthy self care. And then everything else is kind of icing on the cake. Everything else comes after that. So, to really be healthy on a mental, emotional level and on the level of relationships and, you know, in our work and all the things that we engage in in the outer world, we have to dial in the basics first and for me just absolute just you know foundational principles like you can't overlook that and you it's very hard to do a lot of the deeper healing work when we're not dialing in those basics to begin with because our bandwidth to do a lot of that work is very low when you're constantly under stress to begin with yeah you know that's and correct
0: me if i'm wrong greg i it almost seems at times that the basics have been replaced by other basics, right? Like that that are perceived as basics. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and that's you, you know what it's I mean.
1: Where, you know, we like you're saying we we kind of have this idea of like alternative health and then like conventional. Yeah, like Medicine. I that like, the other day, I'm like, what do you mean alternative?
0: It's it feels like, like that's. It's health. like
1: nutrition and <laughs> sleep and movement and yeah. breathing. Like that's alternative. It's like shouldn't like, wait. be like the convention, <laughs> and then if that doesn't work, and you need something else, like let's find an alternative. You know,
0: yeah, right. It's weird, like yeah. a
1: medication or a supplement or what. Yeah, so it does feel like very backwards, but I think a lot. Of, obviously, there's you know financial incentives and yeah. you know a lot of you know industries at play here, but also the ego has a hard time with simplicity. The ego okay, has okay, that makes sense,
0: basics. yes. Because I-
1: if you have like this complex yeah. issue, like I have all these digestive issues, or I have this chronic back pain or shoulder pain, or I have you know chronic obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety, or depression, and you know it seems like this real complex issue that I've had for you know many many years, and you you say to yourself, Well, if I Got my sleep dialed in, and if I got my diet cleaned up, and I started exercising, and spending more time outdoors, and um, learning how to breathe properly, and drink clean water, and you know all these basic stuff, the ego's like it can't be that simple. <laughs> the ego kind of like feels like, well, if it's really that simple, I feel dumb.
0: Yeah, like what am it, I supposed to do now if it's it must that
1: be simple? A answer to <laughs> this complex issue yeah and if there's a simple answer to the complex issue then i kind of feel bad about myself
0: that makes so much sense because we all make i mean i know i've been guilty of it making things way more complex than they should be but in health especially i feel like that it it gets in what i what is even i don't even consider health also makes health complex (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you know within the pharmaceuticals it's like okay it shouldn't be this hard actually there's better things than this and you know easier ways and we're not even considering that you know so that makes sense that that would be the case because it seems like a lot of times it's like this journey people want to go on of some kind of suffering or or you know I, i don't know like maybe it is and then that if it's about the ego that makes total sense right
1: well it's kind of like this idea of i'm willing to attach myself to these beliefs Mm-hmm. and storylines. And I'm so attached to them that I'm willing to <laughs> sacrifice my own health
0: yeah, okay,
1: to maintain this identity that I have in this belief system. So that's where like the ego is literally willing to sabotage your own health just to yeah. maintain its identity in some storyline or some belief system. So that's where it really takes the courage to let go of the old myth. And replace it with a new one, which in my coaching practice, I do a lot of myth writing where we actually write our new myth. And a lot of times we actually don't write it literally. It's more of a metaphorical symbolic nature of of writing, but it's really powerful to write your own myth and understand the myth that's being called to be let go of Mm -hmm. and the myth that's being called in for you to really embody. And, you know, that's really... You know, I think what we're going through right now collectively is we're starting to allow a new myth to emerge. And the yeah. old myth is just holding on for dear life. That's what it
0: feels like. Right. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: but one other thing when it comes to the boundaries that I feel like is really important, especially with people that just feel really stressed out right now and really mm-hmm. anxious, is boundaries are also creating structure. Right. If you think yes. about boundaries or structure mm-hmm. that we create, and structure is really what directs the flow of our energy. That's a great right. Way if to you put think it. about, yeah. you know, in Chinese medicine, we have the five elements, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and two of those elements are water and metal. Yeah. Right. So metal yeah. structure, and mm-hmm. water is really the flow of your life force. So if you think about kind of like a pipe, a pipe is the metal structure that directs the flow of water where without the structure of the pipe, without the structure of the metal, the water doesn't know which direction it's supposed to flow. And so either it fragments and just flows in a million directions, or it just becomes stagnant and becomes a puddle.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. So the structure that we set up in our life through, you know, healthy routines and healthy rituals, setting boundaries in terms of our time and our space and setting aside time and space for exercise and meditation and stay consistent with this structure in our routines and ritual with sacred time and sacred boundaries that really helps us direct the flow of our energy where most people, they don't have enough structure in their life. So they don't have the structure put in place to direct the flow of their energy. So they either become stagnant with their energy, which is kind of like depression, mm-hmm, or they become right. fragmented with their energy, which is kind of like anxiety. So the yeah. balance is really the structure we put in place to direct the flow of our energy.
0: So it's our container something. for it's the, the energy. Container,
1: yeah. The metals yeah. are the container that directs mm-hmm. the flow of our life force.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, it's just chaotic and it's just somehow, yeah, yeah. If or you like don't you have said that stagnant. container,
1: you also have a hard time differentiating you from the other.
0: Yes. You don't have the
1: boundaries and the structure. You have a hard time differentiating you from the outer world. So the inner and the outer becomes, you know, merged into one and that's where it creates a lot of stress. So that's where having daily routines and morning rituals and having sacred time to really do your prayer, your meditation, or go for a walk or, do your journaling or whatever it might be. And just having yeah. even, even if it's just 10 minutes, just day in and day out really helps you anchor yourself in yourself. Yeah. And makes it way easier to navigate the outer worlds when you're kind of anchored in that ritual.
0: Absolutely. I know I'm a irritated if I don't give myself that time. Yeah. it's Yeah. <laughs> I have to do it. Absolutely. Well, um, Greg, uh, do you want to share? I mean, God, that was amazing, Uh, and I feel like all these things are going to be touched upon in your course, correct? Mm -hmm. And so, if you want to share anything else about the course, um, any details about what people can also find there, or and and also, of course, where to go. And um, Mm -hmm. I'm becoming, uh, I'm going to become an affiliate of yours, so I'll be talking about your course too, and some of my upcoming shows, including this one, obviously, but. Um, please share, you know, anything you would like to, you also have a, so it's a 21 day online program and then you have a coaching practice. You see people one-on-one and a free guide they can download as well. Right.
1: Yeah. So my new online program is called healing the mind, a journey to wholeness. And it's a 21 day holistic and integrative approach to mental health. But honestly, it can really be applied to anything because usually the work that you have to do when it comes to healing from anything is really the same, no matter yeah. what the symptom is. So yeah, I mean, 21- I always say
0: your fitness journey is your self-development journey, right? Because yeah, I mean, it's all the it's same. All
1: the same work. <laughs> yeah. Everything affects everything. All yeah. systems are integrated. So right. it's a 21 day guided program. Each day there's two teaching videos and there's downloadable PDFs and action items that I walk you through each day. Cool. Um, it's broken down into three one week modules. The first week is uh, module one is called foundations, which like we talked about, is just dialing in the foundational principles. We go through nutrition for mental health and sleep hygiene and working with the breath and movement practices, working in and working out and doing Tai Chi and Qigong, putting together some routines and establishing healthy boundaries and all that just foundational principles and dialing all that in, in week one. And then week two is called elevation, where we go a little deeper, we go into our Core survival archetypes, which we talked a little bit about today, some of the archetypes, but I think we talked more about that in our we first did. podcast. Yeah. We talked quite a bit about archetypes. So <clears throat> we dive into a lot of that in week two. We dive into exploring the shadow and healing the inner child and um, going into our core addictions and a lot of really relevant topics um, for the world today. That's all explored in week two. And there's a lot of different meditation practices and healing techniques um we go that's into good. how to work with the mind and the emotions, Eft and tapping and all that oh, yeah. kind of cool stuff and in week three it's called integration where we start to integrate a lot of the laws of nature like the seasons and the rhythms and the mm-hmm. elements and um really creating more balance and harmony in ourselves and understanding how the laws of nature live right inside of us. So that's week three as we, really restore a lot of that balance and we integrate a lot of the healing work that we did in the first two weeks. So it's a, it's a really nice flow of 21 days and it's not something that requires, you know, a full day of time for, you know, the 21 days you can, you know, in half hour a day, you can do a lot of that work and implement some of the practices. So it's really kind of gentle and gives you, you know, bites pieces and really walks you through that, 21 day process. And then I usually recommend my students to go through that program. And then once they come out after the 21 days, if they still feel like they need some more coaching, I have my one-on-one coaching practice where we can do some of the more deeper work and more individualized, more personalized work. So if your listeners are interested in in enrolling in the program, they can go to healing4d.com. That's the number four d.com forward slash htm which stands for healing the Minds. Oh, okay yeah. if your affiliate link in the i in will the
0: i'll share
1: that so they can just click yeah. that link okay. and if they use the code podcast 20 they can save 20 percent off to get started in their enrollment. Oh, and if they're I'll include that too. yeah and if they're interested in working with me one-on-one or they want to hear more about my coaching programs and um, offerings they can go to healing4d.com and if they go to healing4d.com forward slash call, they can set up a call with me and we can discuss all of this if they want to explore some of that further.
0: Wonderful. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much, Greg. It was so good to see you again.
1: Yeah, you as well. And I really uh, enjoyed everything we dove into and kind of like wove everything into you know, what's yeah. going on in the world today. And I think people will probably take away some good tools and some good awarenesses to You know, implement into their life and relationships and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I think they will too. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing uh, such valuable information and wisdom today, Greg. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks again. All right.